healthcare insurance for humans and pets, 401ks, EAPs, caregiving coordination. These are just a few examples of the myriad of benefits companies are offering employees today. But how do you choose what's best, most cost-effective, and what will bring the best return on your investment? I'm Mike Pachenik. On this episode of The Balancing Act, veteran HR leader Hassan Azar joins me. Hassan's headed benefits at big companies including Mondelez International, Kraft, Ford, and Jones Lang LaSalle. Hassan, thanks so much for joining us. So how have benefits evolved since you first got started in this space? 20 years ago, when we started really managing benefits, um, there was what I call a few, few bells and bells and whistles. So we, we offered what I call wellness light um, programs, started getting a little bit more involved in what the 401k design looks like, help, helping people save for the future and plan their retirement. And then over the following 10 to 15 years, we started adding more programs, partially because they were available and started to pop up. So suppliers and vendors started creating programs. Um, but we wanted to bring in programs that would, would help the company. So um, help them save money, help attract talent, um, help retain people, help improve productivity. And over you know, between 2000 and 2020, employers, especially mid-sized and large companies, they've added a, a lot of really rich, intense, kind of employee-centric programs that, uh, you know, it, it's, when I think about all the things I've done over the past 20 years, it's, it's mind-boggling. Companies that are taking the time to really look at their benefits are really so employee-centric that it's, 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 it's great to see and um, you know, I'm excited to see what the next 10 years brings in terms of benefits evolution. How do you cut through the noise, though, when you're choosing benefits for your employees? So putting employees at the center of all these benefit decisions is important and think about the daily life stresses that employees bring to work every day I think is important so there's a lot of great things that that help people get healthier um, save for the retirement handle um, disability handle dental issues and, and, and on and on um, but there's so much more to an employee's life um, that needs to be paid attention to and really brought to focus so we know healthcare costs have gone up exponentially in the last few years Hassan, what's your advice about choosing benefits that are cost-effective and will provide ROI? Years ago, there was um, some academics thought you know, thought about healthcare in terms of the triple aim. So improving healthcare should be focused on better outcomes um, in terms of health, better experience for the patient, and then better cost for the system. And I actually use that same equation and lens when I'm looking at any program for, for our benefits. So it's, am I going to bring in something that's going to bring in a better outcome for my employees? Am I going to bring them a better experience? And am I going to help with costs for the company, either concrete costs or productivity or increased engagement or something? And so these are the, the three aims I have for bringing in a program. You know, it's a good time to sit back and say, okay, if I look at all of my benefits as a portfolio of services, uh, where am I spending money um, and what's actually driving value for our employees, most importantly, and then the company as a whole. So I know um, with the recession around the corner, possibly a lot of uh, benefit leaders are under stress right now because they're being asked to either hold back on adding new benefits or justify programs that they put in in the past. And so you definitely want to protect all the investments you've made, but think about what was and is the right investment for our company. So how can benefits leaders use data to keep themselves honest about what's working and what isn't? You can't guess uh, on how your programs are working, um, but what, one of the things I, I always stress is like dig deeper, 
Um, your vendors are gonna once a month or quarter or year throw a binder at you or a data packet saying, here's what's going on with your program. And they will show you what they wanna show you, which might be missing you know, some, some key elements. So you know, step back and look at what's working overall with all of our benefit programs. Uh, where are our programs heading? What are some of the solutions you, you've implemented that employees may have touched once and have never gone back to? And you know, either run some focus groups or survey your employees or just talk to them in the hallway saying, what are your thoughts about some of our current offerings? Why would you use or not use something? Don't track registrations because it doesn't matter how many people sign up for a program. It's how many people are using a program consistently and then stick with it. I also want to know people that drop out of a program. So um, I would track that too. Depending on what the well-being program is, they will ask employees or measure what impact it had on their lives. Like, did they change behavior? Are they more engaged in preventive health care after using a program? Um, are they getting the health care screenings they need? Are they, do they reduce stress or anxiety if it's mental health focused? Look at, it's a, it's a before and after. So what did my employee population look like before and what kind of impact did it have on the users and how many users are there? So part of that impact and return on investment includes how productive the benefits make your team, right? So what kinds of benefits would you say help support that goal? There's definitely an opportunity to really add programs that will help um, employees with their day-to-day -day lives because um, you, know, you, you want your coworkers to show up to work really focused on what their tasks are, not worrying about all the issues that they have left behind at home and with their relatives. Well, thank you, Hassan Azar, for joining me on this episode of The Balancing Act. For more insights from HR luminaries, visit our blog, balancingact.homethrive.com. That's balancingact.homethrive.com. For Home Thrive, I'm Mike Pachenik.